0: Good morning and welcome everybody. You're listening to The Breakfast Show on Faith FM 87.6, 8718 or 88 right across Australia, right across the Faith FM network, wherever you are. Positively different radio in the morning and you are with Lyle and...
1: Gemma, good morning.
0: Gemma, how are you this morning? Good, how are you? I'm amazing. What are you thankful for this morning?
1: Wow, you're amazing. I don't know if I can top amazing. I mean, pretty good. Not bad. Body's on his throne.
0: He still rules, therefore... Amazing it is. Life is amazing.
1: Life is amazing. I am thankful for surprised guests. Okay. I got a text message last night from a friend and he was like, I'm passing through town. We should catch up. And I was like, okay. So you
0: moved into a house, what, on Sunday? <laughs> yeah. Monday? Which way? Which day? Uh, Sunday. Yeah, Sunday. First night was Sunday night. So Sunday night, Monday night. Yep. You have guests? Yep. There you go. Straighten the spare bedroom,
1: good to go. There was no furniture, but you know, swag on the floor does Lovely. the job. Hey, of
0: yeah. course, absolutely. That's that's like you, you know, you could have put swag in the backyard, so it's a step up from that. Exactly, very true. What are you thankful for today? I am thankful for <coughs> a stag.
1: I knew it. Okay, somebody was like, you have to ask Lyle about the stag, and he'll tell you all about it. And I was like, no, I, don't, I won't even need to ask. You'll just.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> It is parked in my driveway right now. It's not mine, unfortunately. Well, I'm just thankful to have it parked in my driveway. It's just a thing of beauty. Okay. It is. It's amazing.
1: Cool. You want to elaborate a little more you on should, that or are you just going to leave it? It's
0: bright. It's red. <laughs> it's got a V8. It's got a, a four-speed manual with overdrive. It's mm-hmm. a 76 model. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just it's just a thing of gorgeousness.
1: I was specifically asked... To ask you about that, but I don't even need to because you brought it
0: up. Anyway. <laughs> of course, you knew I'd bring that up. Uh, yeah, okay, so long story short, somebody's asked me to help, uh, has asked me to help fix it. It's one of these things with um, nice. British cars, nice. is that they have um, aspects of genius <laughs> interspersed with aspects of craziness. Huh. And I've got to fix one of the crazy parts. But anyway, that's right. okay.
1: Fair enough. Fun, though, project.
0: Yes, there's yeah. sort of nothing in between with, yeah. with working on British cars. That's just either it's either like, "Oh, that's genius." And the next second they're like, "What the heck were they thinking?" Like, why
1: would you do that?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. This is a reminder, you're listening to the Delayed Broadcast here on Faith FM. If you would like to listen to the live show live and participate in the quiz and the prizes and all the other fun things that happen on Faith FM Breakfast Show, then simply download the Faith FM app available on Apple or Android platforms. We're going to talk about Orders of Australia Ooh, okay? amongst other subjects and cool. what do you need to do to lose your Order of Australia
1: interesting
0: yeah it's going to uh reveal some dark secrets in our nation anyway this is uh lee nash with savior like a shepherd lead us Alright guys, that was Lee Ash with Like A Shepherd. Lead Us. We have come to quiz time and Gemma has our quiz.
1: I just want to say before I do this, if you get this within the first couple of words, I'm going to be a little bit upset because yesterday, if you were listening yesterday, Lyle actually answered the quiz within the first, what was it, four words, five words? Five. Is that a record? Possibly. Possibly. Well, today's... Give me the first five words. Today's clue... Quiz is a what creature am I? Mm. And the first clue is it was while searching for these creep...
0: Stop! 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 stop,
1: No way! Oh, come on! Okay. Actually, I can't read it right. How many does words do we? How many, does many that words? Say what I think
0: it says. Yes. Yeah. It does. Oh man. How? Uh, how? How? It was uh, while searching. Okay. Was that new record? Four words. Four words. Oh. Ah, there you go. There you I go. feel
1: like you just know these cards too well. I think, <laughs> I think, I think I'm going to write my own clues for the quiz of the day because <laughs> maybe we've just been through these so many times that you know all the answers on the cards anyway.
0: No, the last two stories are stories that I actually know quite well
1: yeah yeah No, okay. they are some All of right. them
0: some of them I have learnt from the cards because the cards have been through I think they're probably on about their third cycle through since the breakfast show started. yeah, I think it's time for some new clues, and uh but there's a, m- the majority of them on their third cycle through I still have like oh, I don't remember that one because I don't remember stuff from one day to the next i there are a lot to of remember cards my though. own name sometimes, but. <laughs> Uh, This one I do know the story
1: I'm going to give the full clue for everybody out there Who's got no idea what's going on And the full clue is It was while searching for these creatures That the son of Kish met
0: Samuel Yes Okay There you go If you know the answer The number to call is 1-800-324-843 And if you can get on this clue Then call us up and tell us whether you guessed it in the first four words as well.
1: And you are going to get a copy of the book, Who Do You Think You Are? Kay. by Doug Batchelor.
0: Fantastic. Cool book. Doug Batchelor, of course, is uh, an outstanding uh, television evangelist uh, from the United States. Uh, very creative guy, very creative thinker and writes excellent material. So who do you think you are? Mm. Yeah. Could be good. Yeah, I think so. Okay, what's happening in the world of positively different news, Gemma?
1: I want to talk to you about some photos. Okay. Okay. So uh, a couple of days ago, um, the Getty Awards published the Ooh. the winning you know photo that was chosen, um, and they. Kind of judge in a lot of of different areas. Yeah, photo of the year. year. And it was for last year. And they kind of divide up the photos into a lot of different categories (coughs) uh, and areas and things like that. So, I'm going to specifically be talking about the one that kind of relates to us. So, these are the winning photos for the Asia-Pacific area, which includes us. And some of these photos, these photos are incredible. Like, these photos are amazing. So... Obviously, you guys can't see it, but you should definitely Google it and go find these photos because they're kind of... Some of them are pretty powerful stuff. So, I just wanted to talk about the top three winners, mm-hmm. the ones that um, placed. And the first one is from... Where is it? Here we go. This is the first photo. And it's from the Hong Kong riots that happened last year.
0: Yeah, that's pretty um, confronting, isn't it?
1: It's a pretty confronting photo. So you've got a
0: row of um, heavily, heavily... Um, armed and protected, you know, uh, police officers, you know, they are wearing the full riot gear, like next level riot gear, with a very elderly grandmother walking across in front of or standing in front of them with a walking stick and uh, Yeah, with a
1: cane st- with a cane and struggling all struggling to stand up. Cane in a bag, just but the thing is she's she's screaming at them though. Like that's mid yell top of her lungs into this dude's ear.
0: It, she's she's telling off, she's like yeah. son. You need to. <laughs> there you go. Okay. But yeah, the photo right. was photo
1: was pretty incredible. Yeah, so there were tons of entries um, from the riots. Um, there were so many, so many different photos uh, submitted um, for that reason. Um, but the second one uh, is the photograph of the New Zealand Prime Minister uh, embracing a Muslim woman right after um, there was an attack on. Uh, yeah a church so a this mosque.
0: is this is interesting so 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 getty has definitely gone down one. the political route here
1: yeah no wait till you, wait taking, till you see the third picture and they're taking
0: yep. and they're taking very very strong political sides mm. so they're not being apolitical about this they are actually using their art to make a political stand
1: it's true yeah i mean these photos aren't just oh look that's a pretty tree or oh what a pretty landscape or look at some you know buildings like these photos are have a lot of Deeper meaning and, and content behind them, and it's it's pretty radical. Yeah, exactly how they've chosen mm. to judge them so from last um, year.
0: Uh huh. So it's not just the most uh, outstanding photo; it's the one with the strongest, most powerful political message and
1: emotion tied up behind it too. Like, I mean, this is pretty sad. Like, I mean, you look at the faces and things that are happening yeah, yeah. in what the background. Happened in, you know, what happened this- in New
0: Zealand was just absolutely horrific. Well, mm. what happened in Hong Kong was pretty horrific as well too. Okay, third place, you said, was even more political than these two. Third
1: photo is even, well, maybe political's not the right one, but the third photo is the third best news photographer of the year was awarded to American journalist for her Ah, image of Pope Francis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Right.
0: That's why. Okay, that's why that makes all sense. Strongly political. That's yep. why it's political. They're, okay, they're, they're off the hook. I was I was going to give them a hard time for just like, <laughs> come on, guys, give us a picture, picture of nature else. or something, or rather, just stunningly beautiful. But these are journalistic <sighs> photographers. So
1: the third is Pope Francis visiting young Catholics in Thailand, and this photo is just wow.
0: Yeah, that's um. You kind of wonder how um Francis feels about that when people just sort of. I kind of like worshipping him.
1: It just made me think of a concert, you know, like celebrities. Yeah, like it, it when is, I saw this, okay, so basically you've got um, the Pope and some armored guards and priests walking down an aisle and there are people held back by barricades and they've all got their arms out reaching towards him. I mean, photography, it's a pretty stunning... So they photography can touch wise, the hem of stunning, his garment. Yeah. Well, yeah. There. Yeah. Well, look, photography-wise, it is a very stunning image. Like it the is. lines, the creativity, like the shot because it's looking like bird's eye view down on him as Drain the arms shot. are reaching out, and it's it's amazing. But yeah, you're right. The um, ah, oh, the context and things behind
0: the photo. I'm like, really, really. Yeah. If you want to do that with uh, your favorite rock star, hey, whatever. But when it comes to a religious person, that's a different category. Because it's the
1: reason behind why you're doing it. With a rock star, it's like, exactly. oh, he's cool. I, you know, I admire him because you know he makes great music. And It'd be really, really cool to say, oh, I've you know I've met him. I've sh- you know shook his hand. I have some celebrities and you know, some yeah, people that I've been is, like, yeah, I've the, met him. This is the but arena this of is worship. Not that. And this
0: should not happen. We should not have celebrity pastors.
1: Yeah, exactly. The reason behind why these people are reaching out for him is not the same reason that you know I reached out to shake a hand of.
0: No church is immune from their celebrity pastors. That's true. We treat our celebrities differently and we're a little bit more reserved, you know, in our faith than in some other faiths. But we still have celebrity pastors and it's a, it's a wrong thing. It should not exist.
1: But it happens, though. It does. Well, I mean, how could you stop that, though? Because I feel like people...
0: I don't know how you stop it, but we need to stop it. It's not, what, not who the man is. It's the message the man brings. And so long as he's bringing the Word of God, that's all that matters because it's all about the Word of God. It's all about Jesus Christ.
1: Speaking of messages yes. that men bring, I want to talk about something else. That was a really good segue. Thank you very much. Um, there is a, anytime, a YouTube. Anytime. Yeah, keep, keep it up. There is a YouTube channel, uh, and basically what they do is they this uh, guy who is a, um, a radio announcer, like yourself, in the states, uh, made a YouTube channel and just posts different videos about different stuff, different Bible study topics, different questions that people have about the Bible. And he makes like pretty professional videos. He's got over a million uh, subscribers on his YouTube channel and he's doing pretty well for himself. And recently he posted a series on the 10 commandments. So he's got 10 videos, each video unpacking one of the commandments and what it means. Um, Except he realized that a number of the videos were being viewed as inappropriate. So if you didn't have a YouTube account under... If you weren't signed into a YouTube account and selected that you were over the age of 18, you couldn't view a select number of these Ten Commandment videos. So he was like, you know what? I'm sick of being censored. So he went to court and he was like, I'm going to fight YouTube and Google so that they will uncensor my videos because so I'm not doing anything wrong.
0: What was the basis for the censorship?
1: Um, well...
0: I mean, it's just the Ten Commandments. Did he have, you know, like "Thou shalt not kill"? Was there graphic things involved? No, with that there, shalt was not no
1: kill? there was no, there was no, like no graphic images. No, yeah, it was just an explanation of what the commandment means. So just because um, it was
0: religious material, but just you had because to be it was a, religious material,
1: yeah. Oh
0: man, what a world we live in!
1: Um, because the reason behind was it was only for mature audiences only.
0: So, so the Ten Commandments. are, I thought that. <laughs> My kids learnt the Ten Commandments off by heart when they were like five. Yeah, I remember and this is for it. only mature audience, audiences only. Seriously. Yeah. Sadly,
1: uh, the case got thrown out because there wasn't enough, you know, support to back it up. But he publicly posted that no matter what, he's going to keep posting videos and telling people the truth, regardless of whether or not YouTube tries to censor him or block him. He's going to keep posting and keep sharing. So.
0: That's so bizarre. I know. What kind of a world do we live in? We live in a world that hates God hates religion anyway we need to move on this is uh Baltimore range stacking up, the rocks.
2: stacking up the rocks at the edge of the water memorial of the miracles he gave to thee that all the people of the earth might remember that the hand of the lord's mighty uh, god told joshua to lead his people uh, so as with moses i will be with thee I will never leave or forsake you, but set the people free. Uh, Joshua spoke unto his people, said, uh, sanctify yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you, and you will surely be blessed. Stacking up the rocks at the edge of the water, memorial of the miracles he gave to thee, that all the people of the earth might remember that the hand of the Lord's mighty. A um, priest Kenny, the ark of the covenant um, the raging Jordan's side, um, brave and courageously stepped in the water and got work before their eyes. The water stopped flowing, the river bed dry, the all crossed to the other side. Twelve men back to the middle of the river, carrying rocks to remember by. Stacking up the rocks at the edge of the water, memorial of the miracles he gave to thee. That all the people of the earth might remember that the hand of the Lord's mighty. Uh, God's deal with us in this world of trouble Gives uh, miracles every day Has he worked in your life, brother? Have you shown it in some way? Well, are you Stacking up the rocks at the edge of the water Memorial of the miracles he gave to thee That all the people of the earth Might remember that the hand of the Lord's mighty Stacking up the rocks at the Edge of the water The the miracles he gave to to thee, to thee That all the people Of the earth might remember that the Hand of the Lord's mighty So that all the People of the earth might Remember that the hand
3: Of the Lord Is mighty
0: Welcome back, guys. That was Stacking Up the Rocks with Balsam Range. You're listening to The Breakfast Show. Here comes clue number two for our quiz. What critter am I? This animal is mentioned in the
1: parable of the Good Samaritan.
0: Okay. That's pretty you good know clue. What, uh, that is actually a really good clue. If you know what the answer is, give us a call. 1-800-FAITH-FM. That is 1-800-324-843. Or text us on 0491-064. Six six nine with your answer to win your copy of Doug Batchelor's book. Anyway, moving on with uh, yeah, I've forgotten the title of it, but I'll, I'll remember it here in just a moment. <laughs> Producer Shell is laughing at me like you forgot, didn't you? Who do
1: you it's think it's Doug you, Batchelor's who book? Who do you think it's you are? Oh, I got it. Who do you
0: think you I are? I got it.
1: Yes. Who do you think you are? I remembered.
0: Okay, so here in Australia we have uh, some controversy over uh, Bettina Arndt. Uh, uh, under-
1: Wow, do you want to start again? Yeah,
0: no, <laughs> she was the. She, she, she recently made a statement in which um, Rowan Baxter, who murdered his um, family and committed suicide up in Queensland recently, may have been pushed too hard by his family. What? Which is a really, really terrible thing to say what? and a major, major stuff up. But it's like. <sighs> his family <laughs> drove
1: him to murder and suicide. Well, sure.
0: no, she didn't say that. That's.
1: But she did did
0: imply a measure of guilt towards the family.
1: Yeah, that's... Yeah.
0: And, you know, that's just completely out of line uh, because no one can push you to do anything that you do not choose to do yourself. Mm -hmm. No one can force you to do anything at all. Uh, However... Uh, she did make that statement. And as a result of that, um, there are very, very strident calls to have her Order of Australia removed, rescinded.
1: Oh, yes. what What is, by the way, an Order of Australia? What does that mean?
0: It's the equivalent of a knighthood. Oh, really? Yeah, we used to have knighthoods, and then we well, did away fun. with them and did Order of Australia's. You know, the Republican movement came in and did that. And then under... Um, um, Tony Abbott We got knighthoods back again For a little bit Nice A couple of new knights And then went back to Order of Australia Order of Australia is so boring comparing I love to- the
1: knighthood Isn't that yeah, so Yeah cool? I know oh. It's like yeah. oh I have an order I have the order of Australia I'm like yeah I don't know you what mean, that is Because it's
0: like I'm a knight it's Like yes I've been knighted yeah, become a sir or become a lady. It's that's a bit, it's that's like, very cool. Uh-huh. Anyway, it's, 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 anyway, uh, So they're going to
1: revoke that. They're going to revoke her.
0: it. Oh, yeah. Ouch. Um, that's so a bit that's a bit of, bit of an ouch. So I sort of looked at, um, you know, what it takes to lose your knighthood or your order of Australia. So we had a junior squash champion um, who was uh, dishonest over a lease arrangement, lost it. We have an Australian wheat board official who... Got caught up in a fraud scandal, Oof. lost it.
1: Okay, so it's happened before.
0: We have a concert musician who was involved in a road rage instance incident in the UK, who lost it. Mm. We had a Paralympian who was involved in stalking, who lost it, and then we have the Anglican dean of the of Newcastle, the former Anglican dean of Newcastle, Graham Lawrence,
3: mm.
0: who about ten years ago. Uh, was defrocked by the Newcastle Diocese and jailed for ten years for child sex offences or for sex offences. Um, and the Archdiocese has been asking the Governor General to have his Order of Australia stripped from him, and he still has it.
1: Hang on a second. Wait, 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 wait. Hold up.
0: Now I wanna just <laughs> I just wanna state right here that I really support what the Anglican Church has done here. To, to, for the limited information that I've got, they've done the right thing. They've defrocked the guy. They've called on the Governor-General to 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 get rid of his Order of Australia. He's been sent to jail for like 10 years. That's no minor thing. So
1: he's in jail, but he still have has his... <coughs> for doing that and this lady accidentally slip of the tongue says something a little slip bit slip of the stupid, tongue says
0: something stupid and and they're like and it was stupid.
1: Oh yeah, of course it was. Yeah, yeah. It was you know no, it was completely inappropriate. Like, yeah.
0: Gotta be kidding. But yeah, anyway.
1: And they're they're ch- oh, but this guy, what?
0: At least the Anglican church has done the right thing. Oh, for sure. Because so often we find in cases such as this that churches can become guilty and complicit in trying to, you know, hide this kind of stuff up and like, oh, it wasn't our church. Well, yeah, because
1: you know? they want to defend their own and, you know... That's a
0: natural thing. You don't want to have that kind of, you know, public shame heaped on your church <laughs> and true. finger-pointing like, oh, there goes another one, you know. You don't want that kind of thing happening and so you try and avoid it wherever you can and then you end up with that.
1: But in this case, they did the right thing. They were like... You know, they did. Yeah. That's did. it. Take his.
0: Okay. Um, wow. Daily corona update. Yes. Um, like daily corona update. Where's our daily corona update? Okay. So it's uh, reached its second phase here in Australia, um, where it's now spreading through Australia, with um, cases that are indigenous to Australia. Mm. So we're yes. The next phase is starting, and there are a number of recommendations coming down from the health officials. One of them is that we should stop shaking hands and replace handshaking with back slaps. Hmm. Uh, we should uh, you know, maybe do some you know, fist bumps, that kind of thing. Okay, so infectious disease expert Robert Boy from the University of Sydney says, we are getting the start of the Australian epidemic now. Oh, wow. And the sad thing is it just crossed Bass Strait. You sort of think, oh, Tasmania would be a great place to create a haven, you know, just cut it off and isolate <laughs> it. And that would be a great corona haven down there. Well, it's too late. It's already across Bass across Strait. Okay, so the Australian Health Protection Principal Committee, so this is the health leaders from all of the various states in Australia, meets today to discuss bans on mass gatherings, bans on sports event, um, asking people to work from home, school closures, childcare centre closures and aged care lockdowns. Hmm. So as many people kind of felt that this was, you know, inevitable, they're not going to say that this is going to happen today, but they are starting the process. Hmm. So this is something that we all need to be thinking about. Overseas trips by schools have already been banned And the aim with all of these events, what they're aiming to do, because they say, you know, we can't stop it, but what their aim is, we need to understand their aim, their aim is to slow the epidemic, slow the build-up of the epidemic, because if we can slow the build-up of the epidemic, it's going to, basically what they're saying is going to happen, but if we can slow the build-up, it allows our healthcare institutions to be able to keep up. More
1: time to prepare and to we're be not able flooding. to contain. And, yeah, 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 we're not
0: flooding our healthcare institutions. Just the
1: practicality of it all, yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, we've got an even number of people going through, mm. um, you know, hospitals and clinics and so forth at uh, any given time. And so those are some things that we all, I think, need to be taking into consideration at this particular time. Interesting to see that, you know, supplies of non-perishable foods being stripped from the supermarkets in the last couple of days, a um, bunch of empty supermarket shelves. I think that that uh, won't be a problem here in Australia because I do think that we will have enough time to stock up and prepare for uh, lockdowns. But it is something we need to start thinking about and doing. And, hey, they're non-perishable food, So if it doesn't come to that, and let's hope for the best while preparing for the worst. But if it doesn't come to that, you're still going to use the food, so why worry about it? Mm. It's not like it's going to go to waste. Okay, so in uh, Iran, of course, uh, that's spreading through the government there. So one cabinet member is dead and quite a number of others have been infected. Iran has a mortality rate of 5.5%, which is uh, around about double or more than the rest of the world, which indicates that their knowledge of their level of infections is grossly underestimated. And, of course, you know, it, it did break out amongst... You know, the, the, the uh, Iranian government, cabinet members, they're all in contact with each other. Mm. And so that could have a major effect on the government of that country. Anyway, another quick story before we finish up. Uh, Home, Home Affairs Minister has, our Home Affairs Minister here in Australia has uh, described the dark web as demonically evil. Ooh. Uh, legislation is unavailable to be able to police it. Uh, A lot of it is blocked by privacy legislation and he is calling on the government to let the um, Australian Signals Directorate loose to go hunting on the dark web. Mm. So these are our guys who do cyber warfare, military operations, uh, information security, foreign intelligence, basically a bunch of uh, online spy Stuff, Yeah, spy guys, and it's like, okay, let's, let's let these guys loose and let them go hunting on the dark web. I think it's a great idea. I think one of the reasons why we don't have legislation to do that already is because a lot of people who would put that legislation into effect are a little bit worried about what may be discovered. That's just my personal conspiracy theory for the day. This is Randy Travis with Jerusalem's Cry.
4: Bible says we're living in the end times. Soon we'll see His wrath come down and the Lord descending from the sky.
0: back everybody, you're listening to Faith FM 87.6, 87.8 or 88 right across Australia and joining us on the phone this morning is Luke Ferugia um, who runs a monthly podcast, semi-regular presenter here during the interview period and uh, Luke why don't you just give us a quick rundown of your podcast, uh, what it's called, where we find it, how we access it and then we'll start talking about some of the issues that you've been talking about over the last month
5: that's great it's great to be here, thank you. Uh, yeah my podcast is called Oz Table Talk, and we have the conversations you wish you could have at church. Basically, we take the opportunity to go deeper on topics that affect our real life and get past the superficial and uh, that you can find that on. Basically, anywhere you get podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere else.
0: Okay, so this is kind of like the conversation that uh, you might have. You know, rather than being a church sermon, it might be you know a bunch of young guys what they talk about during the uh, fellowship lunch that comes after church, kind of thing. That that kind of a conversation
5: yeah that's a great example actually and that's how it actually started for us we were having these conversations and we were noticing that it was challenging us as individuals to grow but also that it was building community it was increasing our friendships and one day we thought hey why don't we start recording this and sharing it and hopefully other people would catch on and be able to get the same benefit
0: fantastic how long have you been running for now
5: uh just over three years now actually that's great all right,
0: so uh, we can find uh, Oz Table Talk, yeah, wherever you find good podcasts. And mm-hmm. what, have some of the, what have been some of the subjects that you've been covering over the last month or so?
5: So there's uh, been a number of things, actually, but uh, one of the ones that uh, our audience seemed to really resonate with was the question of should we question our faith or if we believe in God, should it just be an unquestioned uh, assumption of reality was uh, one of the questions that we dealt with.
0: Okay, so is it dangerous then to question your faith? What did you mm. come up with? What was the conclusion that uh, the collective wisdom of uh, Oz, Oz so, table Talk came up with?
5: We came up with two conclusions. And, and one is that uh, an unexamined faith is not a very strong faith. If we don't challenge what we believe, then how can we ever um, develop or grow? And so uh, we definitely agreed that we should be asking solid questions of our faith to be sure that it's the truth, but at the same time, if we are qu- motive is involved, and so if we're questioning our faith simply because we're looking for flaws and errors, you'll always find them because that's just the way the hum- humanity works. And so we need to be conscious of our motivations for why we question. But questioning in a healthy way is essential to a strong faith.
0: Okay, so a little bit of both then. Mm, yeah. So does that mean that? Does that mean paradox to truth? Does that mean that uh, the Apostle Thomas is a bit of a hero because he was the one who? you know he questioned whether Jesus had risen from the dead and he wanted evidence for it
5: yeah and that's that's i find that a really interesting example actually because thomas was uh you know we don't find any particular mention of him before that aside from a time where he exhibited bravery when jesus was going to go into a dangerous situation and he said well let's just go with him so we can die together is more his line of thinking so he exhibits bravery in other places and yet in this particular case we tend to look down on him for uh, wanting more evidence whereas Jesus graciously gives him that evidence right
0: he does indeed yeah mm. okay so what other important subjects have you uh, have you have you covered there's been a so long-
5: another one Another one that was very timely for us, particularly here in Australia, is uh, speaking about the bushfires. We did a bushfire edition, and we asked the question: Was it an act of God? In okay, did you? Did you?
0: I have possible. to. I have to j- jump in and say: Did you um, do the follow it up with the flood edition?
5: <laughs> not yet. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Australia. Floods, bushfires, right. one <laughs> month,
0: and floods the next.
5: That's right. If it's not one, it's the other.
0: <laughs> Indeed, but I think the question that you are asking is going to be relevant to both, if not all, natural disasters, right?
5: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And really, it comes down to, obviously, you know, we're applying it specifically here to the circumstances we find ourselves in in Australia. But ultimately, it is a question of, if God is a good God, then how do we end up with this really bad world where lots of bad things happen to really good people is really the ultimate question behind it, right?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely.
5: So one of the things that that we sort of hashed out in this is that it's it is very helpful for us to evaluate ourselves there's nothing wrong with self-evaluation but the minute that we start blaming God for the natural disasters that take place we're putting him in in charge of something that is not he's not culpable for right and so if we look at scripture we find that it's not only God that is playing on the world stage we find that there is an enemy that the devil is actually a, a being that is that is functioning, looking for the destruction of people. And if we, if we assume that God is the one that's at fault, then we're really casting doubt on God being a good God. And Scripture is very, very clear when it talks about God's motives and what He does and how He interacts with humanity.
0: But aren't there many examples in the Bible, say, for instance, the flood, you know, during Noah's time, etc., where God does yes. act, and mm-hmm. the natural disasters, if you want to call the flood, you know, something yeah. like that, um, <laughs> is directly an act of God.
5: Yes, and that's a great question because we looked at that uh, as as well. We sort of tried to uh, weigh up both sides of the coin. And so while I, I wouldn't say God is, uh, at least I'm speaking now, as like corporately the conclusion that we arrived at is it is absolutely true that sometimes uh, God does exhibit judgment based on, on the actions of humanity on a, a broader scale, and that is absolutely true. But at the same time, for God's people who are affected, he is right with them through that catastrophe and and supports them through that. And while we may not be able to um, say with absolute clarity this was God's doing or or not, we can be sure of his love and support for those people that were affected and the fact that he is wanting the best for everybody that is involved.
0: A subject that is particularly relevant for Australia right now, you know, the bushfire Mm. crisis or um, when you actually recorded it, it seems to have um, passed, thankfully for for this bushfire season. Yes. Do you get a lot of international listeners to your podcast?
5: Funny enough, more than fifty percent. So probably about fifty two, fifty three percent of our audience comes from overseas, mostly from the America, mostly from the United States.
0: Right. And do they have enough news media coverage overseas, say in the United States, for subjects like this to be relevant?
5: That's a great question. Um, As a matter of fact, I was getting uh, a number of uh, messages from our listeners overseas asking if we were okay because they had been become aware of it on the on their media outlets, and um, a number of our listeners were checking in on us to make sure that we were okay, whether we were affected or not.
0: Good to know that you're loved by people right around the world, there, uh, Luke.
5: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. It is a real blessing to be able to interact with people because the people that do listen to our show, you know, they. They, we become a part of their their weekly cycle, you know, and uh, we we have some really really serious and really deep conversations with the people that do listen to us, and that is like for us that's a massive blessing. So, for sure. Mm. Uh,
0: what else have you been talking about?
5: All right, so one of the one of the other ones is uh, we, were t- we were talking about the, the title of the episode was "Does God Care If You Lift?" So in in Christianity, there's uh, you know some people that will totally disassociate the health of a person from their spirituality, whereas we were asking the question, do those things coexist or are they or are they completely separate? Can we compartmentalize them and not care about our bodies but care about our spiritual health?
0: Yeah, okay now that's a really interesting a really interesting question. I think that you know anybody who is into any kind of alternative faiths, is going to say that spirituality and health are intimately linked. And yet, with traditional Christianity, we've kind of said, no, you know, live your life how you want, eat whatever you want, drink whatever you want, live whatever kind of lifestyle you want, so long as you have accepted Jesus Christ. So, what was the conclusion that you guys came up with?
5: Yeah, you know what? I actually really appreciate that uh, that uh, line that you just drew, that that differentiation, because it is true. A lot of people in more alternate faiths do do see it that way, and I hadn't thought of it along those lines. But yeah, absolutely. The as far as our our conclusions were concerned, is that if we want to have a a thriving relationship with, with God, if we want to have the abundant life, because Jesus promised that if you followed Him, we would have an abundant life, right? Obviously. We don't believe that if you're sick, then you're not following Jesus. That's not what we're saying. But what we are saying is that health is a part of an abundant life. God wants the best for us, not only spiritually, but also mentally and physically. And in order to uh, achieve that, you know, he's given us instructions. There are a number of different places in Scripture that give us instructions on the best fuel for our bodies and, and how we should live. And applying that will only give us more capacity in order to connect with God, right? Because we connect with God through our mind. And the way that our mind operates is that it, is, it has a support system, which is our body. And if our body is healthy, then our mind is going to be much more healthy than it would otherwise be.
0: Yeah, and I think we can all probably speak from our own experience that, you know, even you come down with the flu or something like that, you just your spiritual connection and your and your spiritual life suffers in the same way that your physical life does. just because you just like yes. you're just flat.
5: Yeah, absolutely. And so one of the things that we did talk about as far as that, like the extremes of the topic, right? Some people can turn um what's the word? I'm for? Some people can turn their their physical health into an idol, right? Because there are some people that will focus on that to the exclusion of everything else. But when it's understood as a, a facet, another, a, another leg of this duel, so to speak, and we we look at it as supportive of the higher functions of our life. Then we have what I believe is something that's really necessary to to live that full and abundant life. And that doesn't say, like I was alluding to before, that doesn't say that people who have chronic illness are not closer to God. It just is to say that um, you know, people, God works with us where we're at, and it is it is our responsibility to make the most of what we have. You know, we may have a disease that wasn't our choice, but we can make healthy choices around that to live the most abundant life that's possible with the. With the current situation that we're living with,
0: so I have to ask in the in the context of that particular discussion do you are you planning yeah. to address the coronavirus at some stage
5: yeah we we actually haven't uh, we haven't recorded an episode on that, but that's something that we're We're trying to think about how we would be, um, how we can approach that in a way that would be the most beneficial to people. Because you know, ultimately, you don't want to just do something because it's clickbait. We want to do it because it's meaningful. And so we're we're in the process of having a good think about that and seeing how we can be a a, a blessing through that conversation.
0: Yeah, and it looks like it's something Mm. that is um, starting to spread around the world, and so it's going to become more and more relevant over the next few weeks. We um, certainly hope
5: not. Yes, but, absolutely. Um... Hopefully it, it dips off the radar like you know, previous threats, but yeah, it's certainly been a, a, very, a very scary occurrence, and I think it's one of those things. You know, When we look at Scripture, we're told that as, uh, as we get towards the, the second coming of Jesus, that there will be uh, wars and rumors of wars and pestilence, and you know, there'll be these kinds of issues, and I think this is another, another hallmark of that process where we're moving towards the end of history
0: yeah and, and I also find it interesting and, and, and maybe maybe I'm just sort of jumping ahead of your podcast here, but you know the disease mm. would not exist if people followed the Bible, and then mm. when the disease does come into existence, the whole Bible gives a, the Bible gives a whole quarantine process of how to deal with it, which is mm. what the world is doing now that it does exist It shouldn't be there because you know people followed the Bible it wouldn't be there, but now we're following you know the Bible system of quarantine to try and uh, eradicate it. Uh, Luke, we've got a little bit more time left. Um, what else have you guys been talking about?
5: Yeah, okay. Well, um, one of the one of the things I'll give you a little uh, a little sneak peek of something that is coming up, and, oh, and that is we're starting a, a new series. And this is recording, so it won't be released for a few weeks yet. But this is sort of giving giving your listeners a little bit of advanced knowledge because no um, nobody else knows this as yet. Okay. Um, but that is we're going to be starting a series on uh, talking about relationships and what that looks like because a lot of our Particularly, uh, the question that seems to keep coming up and up again with a lot of our listeners is um, how to, how to think about um, being unequally yoked. That is, what does it look like to have a godly relationship when both parties don't don't see their faith in the same way? And so, um, yeah, we're we're going to be talking about that and a number of other things as as they are related to the issues of around uh, relationships in Christianity.
0: Do you have any case studies that you can interview for that? Uh, Please.
5: That's actually what we plan to do. So, um, it, it, we're actually talking about like, in our in our group of, of members, even the, the, you know, five of so four of us that are at the table each week amongst us, you know, we have, um, you know, two of us are married. One is single. Another one, um, was married, is divorced and is now engaged to somebody else. And, you know, we're, we're bringing in, um, other minds as well. So yeah, we're hoping to, um, have some pretty, uh, solid insight from outside the group as well.
0: Sounds like it's going to be uh, fruitful mm. for uh, for really good discussion there on a, on a topic. Mm. I think this sort of kind of affects a huge amount of our population, and it's something that um, is desperately needed is to have that particular conversation about being unequally yoked. Mm. Luke, it's been great having you on the program here today and uh, giving us a sneak peek as to what... Uh, kind of material we can find in Oz Table Talk. I'd like to encourage all of, our, all of our listeners at this time to jump across and to check out the podcast. These guys, bunch of young guys, get around, have a great conversation together, and then produce it in the form of a podcast so that you can, you know, engage with them, think about the ideas that they're tossing out, and share information backwards and forwards. And you can find that, of course, where all good podcasts are found. Um, just Google Oz Table Talk if nothing else, and it will be right there. Luke, thank you so much for joining us.
5: Thank you so much, Lionel. Look forward to being back next time.
0: All right, look forward to it. God bless. We're going to be back again after this song break. Uh, we will be back with uh, eight o'clock news, and then Encounter with God, where we get back into our Bible study of the Book of Daniel. You're listening to the Breakfast Show.
6: Don't worry about everything around you. Everything around you. And don't freak out, if you don't feel me beside you Just look up, I'm reminding you to Sing a new song, and let the rain clouds cry Their tears of joy and dance all around you Though a thousand may fall, and death may surround you I have brought you here, the love
7: And learning to read or draw or count. Teaching is a call to instill confidence, foster creativity and shape the future. At Avondale University College, we understand that vision and we bring it to life. And so can you. Complete your teaching degree in early childhood, primary or secondary at Avondale University College and be ready to make a difference in the classroom and the world. Called to be a teacher. Called to be at Avondale.
8: You're listening to Faith FM, Positively Different Radio.
0: Would you like to get to know Jesus? Are you interested in learning how to study the Bible? Do you need some support and prayer for what's going on in your life? We have a local pastor in Armidale, Pastor David, who would love to support you. You can contact him by calling or texting 0430 190 101. That's 0430 190 101.
7: Their home Across the oceans we will fly Leaving worldly gain behind To hear the savior's praise Away across the globe We will go We will go We are clothed with the Spirit Sent out to witness That Jesus has risen and Fearful and trembling We go remembering The gospel is mighty to say Across the streets and we will go We will go, we will go To the people who have called this place their home Across the oceans we will fly Leaving worldly again behind To hear the savior's praise awake Across the globe The time has come, lift up your eyes The harvest fields are shining, shining The time has come, let us arise For heaven's judge is soon returning The time has come, lift up your eyes The harvest fields are shining, shining The time has come, let us arise For heaven's judge is soon returning The people who have called this place their home Across the oceans we will fly Leaving worldly gain behind To hear the Saviour's praise awake across the globe